Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Pat Quinn became Illinois' 41st governor back in 2009 when now-jailed ex-governor Rod Blagojevich was convicted on federal corruption charges. He'd been lieutenant governor before that, and Pat Quinn was state treasurer before that. Mr. Quinn lost the 2016 gubernatorial elections, but here in 2018, he's running for Illinois Attorney General. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Former Governor Pat Quinn has worn many hats in his career of public service. In addition to governor and treasurer, he was revenue director for Mayor Harold Washington and a member of the Cook County Board of Tax Appeals, among other things. When incumbent Attorney General Lisa Madigan decided against running for a fifth term, a crowded field formed among Democrats who want to hold statewide office. Former Governor Quinn saw an opportunity. Mr. Quinn joins us in the WBBM studios. Pat Quinn, welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be here. Yes, and and so many times you've been here. I have um, a, a few times along the way as you yeah. went through all those offices, yeah, for sure. Um, without a doubt, then, because of things like that, you are the candidate with the greatest name recognition in this race and probably the most experienced campaigning. How big a factor is familiarity in a race with a candidate? Well, first of all, I think the attorney general, Craig, has to be a lawyer for the people. Uh, That's the job definition. You have to be a lawyer for consumers and taxpayers and veterans and people with disabilities and uh, voters. And uh, that's what I've done all my life. That's how I know so many people. Uh, We've collected a lot of petition signatures over the years. And, uh, you know, that's how the Citizen Utility Board got started. I I began a petition drive for referendums for Cub around the uh, state and uh, it's on the ballot and people voted for it and became the law and it's Illinois' largest consumer group today, the Citizen Utility Board. And I really feel the Attorney General has to work with Cub uh, to take on Commonwealth Edison and People's Gas and NICOR and AT&T when they're out of line. And uh, to me, that's a very important mission for the Attorney General. Uh, the Cook County Democratic Party in this campaign is supporting rival candidate and state Senator Kwame Raoul. How much of an advantage does that give uh, Senator Raoul, especially in get-out-the-vote efforts and ground troops on Election Day, getting people to the polls? Well, my view on that is anytime there's an open office, uh, when Lisa Madigan decided to retire, I, it came as a surprise to everyone, and uh it was an open office. I, I would believe in open primaries. I think uh, the eight candidates who are running, they're all uh, fine people. But, uh, you know, for the party to inject itself and tell the voters how to vote uh, on March 20th for attorney general, the lawyer for the people, I think was wrong. I told the party uh, folks that, uh, you know, they endorse people like Joe Berrios, too. And uh, I strongly disagree with uh, Cesar Berrios uh, and his policies. And frankly, the attorney general has to take on uh, wrongdoing uh, by politicians, uh, whether it be the assessor of Cook County 
or down in Springfield. Uh, you know, we've had 27 uh, uh, harassment complaints filed with the uh, Senate down there. The president of the Senate, uh, when he got those complaints, John Cullerton, he uh, put uh, put them in a file. He didn't do anything about acting. And it seems to me the attorney general has to be uh, a very strong force to take on any kind of ethical abuse in Springfield, uh, whether it's harassment or conflict of interest. And, uh, you know, sometimes the inside politicians are the last to take charge, and uh, you need an attorney general to uh, get them to do right things. Well, and I'm, we're going to want to talk about some of those uh, issues separately, but let me talk about one other party issue, because you mentioned Joseph Berrios. Mm-hmm. Well, no surprise that the Cook County Democrats uh, were going to endorse him. He is the chairman of the <laughs> Cook yeah. County Democratic Party, so yeah. I, I think he had an inside track there. But, I mean, he's been facing criticism over hiring family members, not being open about how assessments are done, and presiding over uh, a faulty... Uh, and an inequitable assessment system. He's resisted any oversight for the office. Mm-hmm. Any other complaints? I mean, what what is well, the problem with him having that yeah, office? I'm running for ass- uh, not assessor, but for attorney general. But I was on the board of tax appeals as a commissioner some time ago. Actually, wrote a book on how to appeal your taxes without a lawyer. And uh, I taught property tax law at Chicago Kent Law School for 24 years. So this is an injustice. Anytime there's uh, mistakes, major mistakes, unfairness in the property tax assessment world, oftentimes against people with modest homes, they're paying too much, and big-time properties downtown are maybe not properly assessed, they're paying too little, uh, that's a legal issue. And that's why the attorney general has to be a strong voice for fairness, whether it's in Springfield or Cook County or anywhere else. I'm independent. I don't have any conflicts of interest. I don't take campaign money from utility companies. You know, this race you mentioned, uh, Senator Raul, who's running for this office, uh, he's taken thousands of dollars from not only utilities, but big tobacco, the red light camera companies. Well, you can't be independent and be the people's lawyer if you're on the campaign payroll of Commonwealth Edison. So I think it's very important to have an independent uh, attorney general, doesn't have conflicts of interest, and knows how to fight hard, not only against uh, the uh, problems here in Illinois, but take on Donald Trump. Uh, oftentimes, every day almost, uh, President Trump violates the Constitution of our state or our country, and that's what state attorney generals have to do uh, to take him to justice, to make sure that he doesn't uh, violate our rights and take away things that are fundamental to our democracy. Now, I, I in fairness, I have to point out that if Kwame Raoul were sitting here, he would say, but wait a minute. Governor, you may not have taken money from utility companies, uh, but you took money from executives of the biggest utility companies, and it kind of amounts to the same thing. Well, it certainly does not. First of all, in the race for attorney general, I have not taken one penny from utility companies or their executives. In the case of Senator Raul, he's taken thousands from both. And, uh, I, you know, when I was but governor, this was when you were governor, that you yeah, when I was that. governor, I vetoed a bill that Commonwealth Edison wanted to raise rates by four billion dollars on consumers in this area, and uh, I vetoed that. And Senator Raul, I asked him to vote in favor of maintaining my veto, and he voted to override the veto. He voted with Commonwealth Edison. He's always voted with Commonwealth Edison, and I just don't think you can be as Attorney General 
which is a legal position, uh, you're uh, suing oftentimes the big utilities, whether it's People's Gas or ComEd or or AT&T or any of the other giants. Uh, You can't be on their campaign payroll as attorney general, and I'm not, and other candidates in the race are not. And I think it's uh, unhealthy not only for utilities to try to take over the attorney general's office, but big tobacco. There's a tobacco settlement that the attorney general oversees. And these red light camera operators who, in my opinion, are fundamentally unfair to motorists. They're giving these $100 tickets out and I think in a very unfair, illegal way in many cases. And I think uh, the attorney general's got to be on the lookout, a watchdog for consumers and not somebody who's uh, taking campaign money from them. Why shouldn't the public accept the candidates who say, but look at my record, I, I am not for sale, and yes, I take the money because I need to fund my campaign, but I am not beholden. Well, everybody has to fund their campaigns, but in the case of Senator Raul, he voted for Commonwealth Edison over and over again. I voted, I vetoed their bills. Uh, you know, I started Cub. I believe in fighting for consumers. The Citizen Utility Board is our biggest consumer group in Illinois. And I worked with Lisa Madigan, our, our current attorney general, over and over again to take on these big utility giants who think they can throw their weight around in Springfield. And when legislators over and over again vote for them, that's not for the public. Uh, too often they take advantage of the public utilities, and uh, you need to have an attorney general who's going to be uh, taking them on every single day. Uh, I want to take up uh, one of the other issues you brought up, and that is sexual harassment. How should the state better handle sexual harassment cases, including those in the city and state governments. I mean, we, as you pointed out, there are at least nine incidents inside House Speaker Michael Madigan's political organizations. Some have called for him to step down as Speaker or at least as State Democratic Chairman. Um, what do you say about those calls and about the issue? Well, I think it covers not only Madigan, but also uh, John Cullerton, President of the Senate, because he received uh, complaints, sexual harassment complaints, and um, you know they didn't have a legislative inspector general for three years down there in Springfield, in the Senate or the House. And the senators, including one of my opponents, Senator Raul, didn't do anything about it. They let that happen. And so, number one, you have to have a full-time permanent legislative inspector general. I think you need to really change the law so the inspector general can do whatever is necessary to root out the problem, not have to go to some commission uh, made up of legislators who can decide what the inspector general can do or not do. I think those are uh, uh, fundamental reforms. But I think basically what we need to do in our state is strengthen the entire law. I signed laws when I was governor against bullying, against harassment, uh, against things that were not right. And uh, we need to enforce those laws, and the attorney general has a role to play in that. And uh, frankly, I don't believe uh, the Speaker of the House should be chairman of the Democratic Party. Uh, I don't. I think that there's too much, many conflicts there. And I also don't think the president of the Senate uh, should be uh, on the State Central Committee either. I think they should do their job. Obviously, by their own admission, they weren't doing their job when they didn't have a strong. A program to uh, protect against sexual harassment, and that has to be uh, reformed right away. Um, you've uh, said that you, uh, and you talk about your work with Lisa Madigan and believe she's uh, done a good job, but what could or should the incumbent AG have done better? 
Well, I got a law passed when I was state treasurer, Craig, called the Illinois Whistleblower Reward and Protection Act. Uh, uh, it's a law that allows any citizen, any taxpayer who sees wrongdoing against local government or state government where money is being taken from the taxpayers, you can report that to the attorney general. And uh, this law has been on the book since the uh, early 90s, and it's worked very, very well. Uh, a woman named Evelyn Noob down in southern Illinois saw uh, health care companies uh, wrongdoing, reported it to the attorney general. $144 million was recovered for the taxpayers of Illinois and for the federal taxpayers. And uh, she was given a, a percentage of that recovery, $29 million, actually. So it seems to me that that particular law is not well known across Illinois. The attorney general, I think, needs to make sure that every taxpayer, uh, and I'd even put it in the uh, income tax refunds and everywhere else you can, specific information, if you see uh, taxpayers being cheated, you can report that to the attorney general who can uh, file a lawsuit on your behalf and the taxpayer's behalf and save money for the taxpayers, the public. And that'd be one area where I'd uh, strengthen efforts. Uh, What would your top priority be? As attorney general, I think the number one issue is to make sure our constitution is always protected. That's the job of the lawyer for the people. And uh, right now, it clearly, Trump is a threat to our democracy. And uh, the attorney general of Illinois, the land of Lincoln, Lincoln, who believed in government of the people, has to take on Trump whenever he violates the constitution. For example, he's trying to take away health care from millions of people. We can't let him do that. I signed the law in Illinois that established the Affordable Care Act for the people of our state. Over a million people, new people, got a chance to get health care, oftentimes for the first time in their life. We're not going to let Trump try to uh, take away and shred that health care safety net for many, many people who live from paycheck to paycheck. So to me, that's really an important mission of the Attorney General of Illinois, always to enforce the law of our state and our our federal constitution. And uh, whether it's against Trump or taking on utilities or these big banks that oftentimes have unfair policies on student loans or uh, their fees are unfair, you know, the Attorney General has got to be a consumer voice night and day. Uh, When it comes to the federal government's actions uh, with regard to Illinois, uh, how much of that is about being in the bully pulpit and, and sounding the alarm, and how much of it is going into court and trying to block actions? Well, I think attorney tr- attorneys general across the country and other states uh, have banded together in a very positive way. Uh, they work together to take on some of these uh, important issues, whether it's taking on Trump but, for example, the uh, pharmaceutical companies that have marketed all these opioids and created a public health crisis, well, now the attorneys general of various states, including our own, uh, credit uh, Lisa Madigan, have banded together to sue these pharmaceutical companies to recover money for the damage they caused. Uh, it's a lot like the tobacco lawsuit where those big tobacco companies caused untold health care problems and now they have to pay for the remedy and same thing should go in a variety of areas when I was governor I worked with Lisa Madigan dealing with the big banks and their unfairness on mortgages and subprime loans and leading people to foreclosure we took them on and attorney generals took them on and brought them to justice and uh, it seems to me that's really what we have to do across America 
when things are wrong, when an insurance company is uh, treating people shabbily and unfairly, the attorneys general have to band together oftentimes to take on these giants and win justice. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. My guest is former Governor Patrick Quinn, who is a Democratic candidate for Illinois Attorney General, one of eight <laughs> candidates in that race. Uh, what would you expect when it's an open seat? Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about some of the other issues that will and should come before the Attorney General. How much more of a role should the uh, AG play in efforts to quell gun violence? I think this is a key role for the Illinois Attorney General, Craig. Uh, you know, when I was governor, we uh, attempted to ban assault weapons and high-capacity ammunition magazines. Uh, the families from Newtown, Connecticut actually came to Illinois at my invitation. They stayed at the governor's mansion. Uh, you know, their children were oftentimes killed by these 30-round uh, magazines that were put on an assault weapon. And that's happened, obviously, recently down in Florida and elsewhere. And so we really need to address that issue. I, as I believe in petition and referendum. And oftentimes the voice of the people only comes out when people can vote a referendum in. And so I'd like to see a referendum in Illinois to ban assault weapons, to ban high-capacity ammunition magazines. Uh, fortunately, some things are happening in Springfield, but those particular issues are still ha needing to be happened. And uh, the people oftentimes are way ahead of politicians at demanding reform and gun safety. And I think it's very important for the attorney general to be a voice all the time on this issue of protecting the public I walk. I live in Austin on the west side of Chicago. I've lived there for 35 years. I've walked in marches on the west side, south side, every side of Chicago and in the suburbs as well. And we've got to make sure that safety first, public safety and protecting every neighborhood is uh, the j job one of uh, all of us. Um, the uh, one, one of your opponents in the race, uh, Nancy Rotering, uh, points out that, well, her suburb, she's the mayor of Highland Park, uh, passed an assault weapons ban. A couple of other cities in Illinois have done that, but it's but others can't because of the way the legislature has structured the law. Yeah. How disappointed are you that that's the case? Well, I'm pretty disappointed. I vetoed their effort. Uh, they overrode the veto, but basically uh, legislators, including Senator Raul, who's one of my opponents, uh, they voted for a law that said that no city in Illinois could ban assault weapons uh, in their community. They took that power away from local communities. Uh, they said you have 10 days to do it, and after that it's uh, no longer av available to you. To me, that's the opposite of what we need. We need everybody in. We need voters to have a chance in their own town to take charge and provide an example for the rest of Illinois, the rest of America. And I really feel there's this is a moment in history in our country, and those young teenagers in Florida are taking on the NRA. And I know what the NRA is. They've targeted me in, uh, in campaigns and all that. But we're going to win for the people. We're not going to let any kind of powerful interest group deny public safety and gun safety, common sense uh, gun laws that uh, protect public. Uh, you know, we lost a young sailor from Illinois in uh, Aurora, uh, Colorado, uh, in a, a movie theater. He was uh, shielding his girlfriend from the gunman, wielding that assault weapon, killing people. And I went to his funeral and or to his wake. And uh, you know, it's important. We and I went to the 
the memorials of all those students from uh, Northern Illinois University who were killed on Valentine's Day 10 years ago. So this is an alarm bell to all of us, the people. Uh, and our young people are showing all of us how important it is to band together in the best traditions of democracy, use petition, use referendum uh, to get uh, the kind of common sense gun safety laws that we need, especially banning assault weapons and high-capacity ammunition magazines. How satisfied are you with the things that the uh, legislature has passed or is in the process of passing Mm -hmm. this week? And what's your message for Governor Rauner? Well, I think it's a step forward. I'm very glad to see uh, this, and I think uh, we need to pass the law that uh, Representative Dan Burke is uh, sponsoring. It's uh, not been voted on yet. It's in honor of uh, Commander a wonderful man, Commander Bauer, <coughs> excuse me, who gave his life for all of us. And uh, I think everyone saw what a heroic human being he is for his community and for his profession of public safety. And this law really deals with some of the serious problems that exist in, uh, you know, gun safety to make yeah. sure we strengthen that. Yeah, this would, this would uh, make sure that people, just regular folks, couldn't go in and buy a, a armor. Uh, yeah, body armor, body armor, among other things, and it deals with some of the uh, types of guns and all that. Now, bills have passed already, and that are headed to uh, Rauner's desk. It's uh, decision time for him. He's got to uh, vote and fa- or sign the bill in favor of public safety. He's, uh, I think, really been a faint voice in this whole issue, uh, and I think it's important for the attorney general. If I'm attorney general, I'm going to always be pushing uh, the governor to strengthen. Uh, the laws with respect to public safety and gun safety and uh, not be afraid. Rauner too often doesn't take leadership role on many things. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, when I signed the bill for marriage equality uh, back in 2013, he was telling me to veto that. Well, I'm glad I didn't listen to him. And I think a lot of voters uh, have realized that he's on the wrong track on many areas. Uh, Just about all the candidates uh, in this race have... uh pledge to move forward with criminal justice reform. Uh, what do you feel are the top few reforms that are needed and are doable? Well, I think it's important to always uh, have a situation where there's alternatives uh, to incarceration. When I was governor, we had programs uh, not only for young people, but uh, alternative programs where you have a consequence for bad behavior, but you're not sent to prison. I think that needs to, uh, in many cases, be done. Uh, as an alternative, it'll save taxpayers money. It'll be the best thing for the person and for society. Uh, I think also we have to make sure that uh, um, when I was governor, I did clemency cases where people did make mistakes. They regretted the mistakes. They changed their life. You don't want that hanging over their lives for the rest of their life for 40, 50 years. So to get a job or to go to school, uh, I did uh, more clemencies than any governor in Illinois history. And Sometimes there were people who were wrongly convicted, and I acted on their behalf to uh, pardon them. And uh, I think the entire system needs a fundamental review, and the attorney general has to be in a leadership role there. Um, When you were governor, you also faced major budget problems, and you uh, had to close the Dwight Correctional Facility for for women. Uh, Most Mm -hmm. of the prisoners were consolidated into Logan. Uh, back in 2014, the John Howard Association uh, said there weren't viable plans or resources at the time. Conditions did not improve for those female prisoners. Do you regret having to take a step like that? 
Well, it's never easy closing any facility. I also closed a facility in deep southern Illinois called TAMS that had many, many human rights violations. And uh, I made the decision to close the facility on behalf of making sure we weren't going to be sued over and over again for things that weren't right. And so when you have budget crises, and we had plenty of them when I became governor, we you know had the Great Recession, the state budget was uh, in difficult straits. And I took it on every day, making decisions uh, on behalf of the public. You know, when I left, uh, Craig, uh, Illinois' budget deficit was going way down. After I left, the guy who came after me, Rauner, went way up to uh, $17 billion. So, you know, sometimes you have to make very hard decisions on expenditures or revenue. But I tried to follow my conscience every day. Uh, I believe in ethics all the time. Uh, I believe, frankly, Illinois needs a law, constitutional amendment that would give voters a chance uh, by petition and referendum to put tough ethics laws on the ballot. Uh, So even if the politicians don't like it, the people can do it. And I've been doing that for quite a few years. Um, On one other topic, albeit these all seem to be related, uh, Hmm. what does Mayor Emanuel need to do to make the uh, creation of a consent decree on police accountability something that the public can have confidence in? Well, first of all, it's not going to be Mayor Emanuel. Uh, The attorney general is in the driver's seat there. That's one of the reasons I'm running for this office, uh, to make sure that justice is done. I honor the great work of police officers like Commander Bauer and many, many others. I went to funerals of police officers, many of them, when I was governor, and I honor their lives and ask God to bless their immortal souls. But unfortunately, there are some police officers that have uh, not uh, done their duty. They violated their oath. And that's what the consent decree is all about, to make sure that they always do the right thing. And so the attorney general cannot just uh, hand things over to the mayor. Uh, The the mayor uh, is going to have to uh, abide by a consent decree that's fair and just. Uh, And uh, that's the only way to go. What are there particular elements that you think have to be there in order for it to be something that the public isn't going to just look at and go, oh, yeah, it's more mm-hmm. rules that uh, that are going to go nowhere? Well, number one, the city never, ever should be allowed to hide a video for months and months, of, including through an election campaign that showed a young man, Laquan uh, McDonald, uh, being killed. That should have been seen by the public right away. And so that can never happen again. Uh, I also feel that the recruitment of officers, their training, their supervision uh, needs to be uh, very uh, carefully reviewed. It uh, must be done right. And I also think uh, we have all understand there can be no code of silence. Legislators in Springfield can't have, have a code of silence about what they're doing or lobbyists are doing. Uh, there can't be a code of silence uh, about wrongdoing anywhere. And I think that's a very important principle to always uh, pay attention to. How disturbed are you by what have been a series of reports uh, involving the Chicago Department of Law, where it seems that late in the process, sometimes not until there's an appeal, have facts come out that could have helped the, uh, the plaintiffs in some of these cases? Yeah, if you're a lawyer, you're an officer of the court, and you have a duty to the truth. Uh, it's all about justice. And uh, unfortunately, the city law department has failed to provide uh, evidence that should have been given to the parties uh, in the case. And over and over again, they've been caught. 
And there's something really wrong there. And it needs to be straightened out right away. You know, when all is said and done in, in, a, in a monarchy, uh, the king is law. But in a democracy where we live, the law is king. And the law must always be adhered to. And that's why I'm running for attorney general, to make sure that justice prevails, though heavens may fall. Uh, that's what I believe in. That's why I've been around politics in Illinois for a while. And uh, I really hope to be the uh, lawyer for the people if I'm elected attorney general. Uh, how satisfied or are, are you confident that things have changed in Chicago, that, that they're getting some of these problems straightened out? Because most of these cases are years old. No, I'm not confident that the city government is doing the right thing all the time. That's why I, I believe the attorney general has to intervene to make sure that things are done right. You know, I've represented uh, consumers and taxpayers and voters and uh, veterans and and people with disabilities. Those are my clients. I'm not a corporate lawyer. I've been a lawyer, you know, 37 years. Uh, when you're attorney general, your duty is to justice and you you got to call him as you see him. I'm not afraid of Rahm Emanuel. I had to deal with him for four years when I was governor, and I know how to take him on and make sure that justice is done. I would like to thank uh, Attorney General Candidate Pat Quinn, the former governor, for uh, spending this time with us. That is all the time we have. To our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That is WBBMNewsRadio.com. You can also find our podcast on Radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.